This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Morgan's Pop Talks, breaking down the biggest headlines in reality TV and pop culture. December 22nd? Countdown to the end of the year is officially on. Countdown to South Africa for your girl Morgie is officially on. As you know, January 2nd, big trip across the pond. I'm going to meet my fiance's family for the first time because I don't know if I ever explained this well enough. David, my fiance, is half British, half South African. So I pick whichever one like is more necessary in the moment because like if I'm talking about Meghan and Harry, I'll be like, he's British. <laughs> if I'm talking about going on a South African safari, I'll be like, he's South African. But He's both. Um, yeah, so, you know, he's been in London, his family in South Africa, COVID, all the things, haven't been able to go. So we're less than two weeks away from me going. I was talking about my flight dilemma on Instagram the other day because uh, one of the flights from Atlanta to Johannesburg, we have three flights total, Atlanta to Johannesburg, 15 hours. You got to be freaking kidding me. And so we were talking about upgrading our seats, but I'm not rich. I can't afford first class. Even like the regular seats in the back of the plane, still a pretty penny. Like it was not cheap by any means. We're like, what are we going to do? Well, we waited too long and the seats that we wanted were taken. And we're like, oh God, what are we going to do? Because I know myself, I'm going to be miserable in economy. You don't want to be around me when I'm miserable. Long story short, this is what happened. David's company is really great, and they pay him a bonus to take a week, a straight week of vacation off. So, like, if he takes five days in a row, they're giving him a bonus, which it's like must be tough, David. Geez. So we decided that we would use that money towards upgrading our seat, and then we would split the difference. So on the way there, we are not in first class, but we're in like the second. There's four of them, and we're in the second tier. And I was like, oh, my God. I can't – this is going to change me as a person. Like I don't want to open the door because I know I'll never be able to shut it, you know. And then on the way home, we're in the third section, but – like at the front of the plane. So it's going to be good. We're going to be great. It's going to be amazing. Follow along on the Instagram. Can't wait. I want to remind you that while I'm in South Africa, no new episodes of MPT. So that will be the first and second week of January while I will be there. Obviously, I want to soak it all in. I need to take a vacation um, and I want to spend quality time with this family. But of course, you can follow along on Instagram 
I'll be documenting the whole thing. Today, we're going to discuss Chris Harrison, Jen Shaw. We're going to discuss the Real Housewives of New Jersey, Britney Spears, and we're going to wrap things up with Megan and Harry. Final thoughts. Um, if you want winter house opinions. I did that on the Patreon on Friday. That's on the, uh, no, not Friday, Monday. That's on the extra pop tier on Patreon. So it's in the show notes. It's patreon.com slash Morgan's pop talks. And then we'll do the bachelor brain dump on Friday as always. So let's get it started with some bachelor nation news. Chris Harrison in the most dramatic podcast ever coming to earlobes near you. As we know, Chris Harrison was the host of Bachelor of the Bachelor franchise for 20 plus years. And the way that he went out was not the way any of us expected him to go out. There was a controversy between he and Rachel Lindsay that led to I don't know if Chris Harrison left. I don't know if he was fired. I don't know if they uh, decided on a monetary agreement, and then they both kind of wiped their hands of it. Um, but that was the end of his tenure. So he shares a little snippet of audio as the trailer, and it says, I have not spoken publicly for two years about this, and I have a lot of thoughts. I think about this every day, truly every day of my life. I think about this and what I want to say and how important it is that I speak to everyone for the first time. So it's heavy. It's really heavy. I think it's time we talk. So it's going to be very juicy. The official description says, fans can expect to hear Chris open up like never before. Using his unparalleled expertise, he will dig into all things relationships every week. For the first time ever, Chris will discuss everything, and there's no telling what he will have to say. The most dramatic podcast ever with Chris Harrison drops its first episode on January 9th, 2023. So, obviously... We're going to assume that episode one is going to address the fallout with Bachelor franchise, the fallout with Rachel Lindsay, his Good Morning America appearance, and so on. To jog your memory, this all started with the old antebellum scandal that involved Rachel Kirkconnell, who was on Matt James' season of The Bachelor, uh, who ended up winning Matt James' season of The Bachelor, and they are still together. So Chris does a sit-down interview with Rachel Lindsay. I believe it was on Extra, and it kind of goes off the rails a little bit. And then Chris goes on Good Morning America to apologize publicly, saying it was a mistake. I made a mistake. I'm an imperfect man. I made a mistake, and I own that because essentially in his interview with Rachel Lindsay, he was defending Rachel Kirkconnell in these photos that surfaced. Um, Rachel Lindsay is addressing for the first time Chris Harrison's podcast on her own podcast, Higher Learning. Here's what she had to say about Chris and his new podcast. Her co-host asked, A, have you been invited on? And B, would you do it? She said no to both questions. No, I would not go on Chris's podcast and I haven't been asked. And then she kind of gave some tea about where things stood between the two of them. She said she hasn't talked to Chris in almost two years, March of 2020. The last time they talked was after she said to everyone, you should accept Chris Harrison's apology, even though Michael Strahan, who interviewed him on Good Morning America, said that he thought the apology wasn't sincere. So according to Rachel, she says, I went to bat for Chris. And then he reached out saying, I appreciate what you did for me. We should go to dinner. So 
as a consequence of, of all of this, Rachel Lindsay was very much so attacked on social media, probably more than Chris Harrison was. And she said, uh, you know, Chris Harrison's telling everybody in the media that we're friends, but you saw me getting attacked online. And it was only after I said something in your favor that you reach out for us to get dinner together. So it's like, if Rachel wouldn't have defended Chris, would he still have wanted to get dinner with her? I don't know. So then Rachel says, obviously, that would just be for clicks. It would just be for ratings, which is why it would never happen for her. Um, those are the facts. I'm going to get into the my opinions about it all in The Bachelor Brain Dump this Friday because we just don't have time to do it today. Um, but I will say I'm just not at all surprised by this decision from Chris Harrison. I think the timing works out pretty um uh, pretty standard for contractual agreements. I would say uh, if Chris was let go, there's probably a, a period of time where he's not allowed to speak about things. Um, two years, like I said, is pretty standard when it comes to uh, contract terms. I think we'll get one episode about this scandal and then it will be all about his behind the scenes with the Bachelor franchise and uh, maybe have some older contestants, couples come on. And um, I, I don't know. I think this probably is going to rival some of the ABC affiliated podcasts, let's say Clickbait or Bachelor Nation or Bachelor Happy Hour, um, because Chris was the face for so long, but he's no longer there. So he can be a little bit more unfiltered as whereas, you know, the people who are employed currently by ABC might have to be a little bit more buttoned up. Also, I think not surprised by the podcast route at all because it doesn't allow for immediate and direct criticism, right? Like if you do a sit-down interview with Oprah, you know, everybody's going to be watching it. Everybody's going to get on social media and say what they need to say. While, yes, there could be that uh, reaction online, it just doesn't happen as much and as in your face when it happens on a podcast compared to when it happens, you know, whatever. And it's not like somebody can call into him live and say, ah, or whatever. So I don't know, not surprised at all. Like I said, I'll go more in depth, even though I know I went pretty in depth there. Uh, let's move on to headline number two in this week's pop three. Uh, Jen Shaw from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. She's going to be sentenced soon. And she has requested a three-year sentence after pleading guilty to conspiracy to commit wire fraud in July following a telemarketing scheme that allegedly targeted the elderly. Now, her plea deal sentencing range was supposed to be between 11 and 14 years under um, advisory guidelines. So according to CNN, Jen Shaw wrote a letter titled, How I Got Involved in the Situation. And in the letter to the judge, she says, The terrible business decisions I made and professional relationships I developed stemmed from some personal painful experiences that I was going through in my life. Um, okay. <laughs> so does that mean you do illegal stuff? I don't think so. But anyways, um, she also addressed this past week why she didn't attend the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City reunion. Um, she said at first she wasn't invited, but then she was invited. She let Bravo know she wasn't going to be able to talk about this. 
Bravo didn't like that. So then Jen decided she wasn't going to go. Um, so that means there's only going to be four of them at the Salt Lake City reunion. Whitney, Heather, Lisa, and Meredith. I cannot see it being this huge success. You know, like I actually think it's probably going to flop without Jen Shaw. This season has been weird anyways. I heard a rumor that Mary Cosby shows up. Don't know if that's true. Um, but also there's this rumor going around that Jen Shaw might be filming a sit-down interview with Andy Cohen. Uh, a man by the name of Aiden shared on Twitter on December 18th, breaking. Jen Shaw is reportedly set to film a two-hour sit-down interview with Andy Cohen after the outrage from fans on her reunion absence. It will air the week after the three-part reunion concludes. I don't know who this man Aiden is. I don't know you know, what pull he has, what kind of information he has. He could be lying to us, but it wouldn't be the first time that Andy sat down and did a one-on-one. He did one with Teresa Judice. He did one with Brooks Ayers. So will he do one with Jen, Jen Shaw? You know, back in October when he was at BravoCon, he said he would like to talk to her on camera at some point that he has a lot of questions for her. So TBD on that. And number three in this week's pop three, we got the Real Housewives of New Jersey trailer this week. It's a highly anticipated season, season 13. We will see the demise once again of Teresa and her brother, Joe, and her sister-in-law, Melissa. Um, But we're going to kind of walk through the trailer that was just dropped yesterday. We start with seeing some behind the scenes from Teresa's wedding to Louie. We see the hair being assembled. And let me tell you, that's what it is. They're not doing an updo. They are assembling the bee's nest on Teresa's head in the trailer. And it is wild to see. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, Other things that we can expect to see in season 13, Dolores and her new man. um, And then maybe some tension between her and Frank over this new man. We see some snippets of Frank saying, uh, you know, us four, you know, Dolores and their two children together. We're the family. And then we see Dolores's new guy saying Frank's going to have to like let go a little bit. So that should be very interesting. There's two new housewives, Rachel Fuda and Danielle Cabral. Jennifer Aiden is on a downward spiral, says Margaret. Um, Her and Bill in the promo still arguing quite a lot. But, you know, who's not arguing? Louie and Teresa in their love bubble. And it's a good thing that they're in their love bubble because they're fighting with everybody else. We see Joe Gorga very upset that Melissa isn't in the wedding party. Um, Jennifer Aiden, we see her saying Melissa was kissing someone else in the backseat. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I can't. I can't with these Melissa cheating rumors. There's like potentially a physical altercation between Joe and Louie. And then at the end, Teresa says that Melissa always wanted to keep her and her brother apart and that she got her wish. So the trailer, I don't really get all hyped up for the trailers, but this trailer was was pretty good. And I could see why people are excited. It comes back February 7th. It will air on Tuesdays. One thing I found interesting, and I hopefully somebody can tell me the answer to this question. They came out with new cast photos as well for this season. And, and they're like... Like roadies on tour, like they're sitting on amplifiers and like the big, you know, the big things that musicians have, the big black boxes. There's like guitars in the background. I'm like, what is going on here? 
are the Real Housewives of New Jersey going on tour and we just don't know about it? Are they coming out with an album? We did see them make a song together in Nashville. But I was like, what is happening? What am I missing? Someone please tell me what I'm missing. My DMs are always open. Today's sponsor is Factor Meals. Finally starting to get warmer. You want to spend your time outside and not in the kitchen. With Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Visit factormeals.com slash poptalks50 and use code poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factors fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you will always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. You can treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to factormeals.com slash poptalks50 and use code poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code poptalks50 at factormeals.com slash poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Speaking of my DMs, that's exactly where this week's deep dive comes to us from. And I have to be honest. I don't have the audio this week because I've been avoiding all of my responsibilities, Uh, but the majority of you wanted to know about Britney Spears. What is going on with Britney Spears? What is going on with Paris Hilton and Britney Spears? Not Paris Hilton, Perez Hilton and Britney Spears. So this is where we're going to go with a deep dive this week. There has been more and more speculation that Britney Spears might be in danger is not well. And this is aside from the fact of what we already know what went on with Britney. Um, There are some people saying that she's still in her conservatorship. There are fan theories that she is deceased. I mean, we'll get into all of the conspiracy theories uh, a little bit later, but here's what really started it. Fans started noticing that Britney's Instagram posts weren't really adding up. And I'll be honest, They're hard to decipher 99% of the time anyways, but um, a lot of people were noticing that it was only old content that was being shared, like recycled photos, recycled videos, um, nothing new. So that led Britney fans to theorize that somebody else was running Britney's account because, you know, nothing was happening on our Instagram stories or something live. There's nothing new. I remember... um, first red flag that went off in my mind when I saw Britney's Instagram, and I think it kind of started snowballing after this, was around December 2nd when Britney had posted a tribute to her sister, Jamie Lynn Spears. Um, It was just a photo of Jamie Lynn, and it was like, my baby sister, I love you. Now, the caption has changed about three different times. Every time I check, it says something different, and now there's no caption at all. Um, But Britney has been very vocal about her disdain for her little sister, Jamie Lynn Spears, who she accused of being a part of this conservatorship from the beginning, who she did not like the fact that Jamie Lynn wrote a book, a tell-all book that had, you know, private details about that, about Britney particularly. I mean, Britney has been very outspoken about what has been going on between her and her sister, Jamie Lynn Spears. So first, I'm like, okay, maybe it's just Britney being Britney. Um, maybe they reconciled. Okay, that's good, right? I, I let it go. 
So now there's this video of Britney and she's in a private plane and she says that she's on her way to New York City. And people are like, okay, Britney Spears is in New York City and there's no paparazzi photos of Britney anywhere in New York City. That's suspicious. So did she really go to New York City or not? In fact, there's no paparazzi photos of Britney anywhere. In the past, I don't know how long, but it's been a long time since you've seen a paparazzi photo of Britney and Sam walking down the streets of New York City or even in Mexico where they allegedly are right now. So according to TMZ, she only said that she was going to New York City to throw people off um, and that she and her husband Sam were actually vacationing in Mexico. And not to mention other TMZ sources say um, the shower video, which there's like four different videos of Britney in the shower on Britney's Instagram last week was in Mexico and it wasn't old content or recycled content. Um, let's just take that at face value that what TMZ is saying is true because if Britney Spears is walking around in New York City, you better believe that paparazzi is going to be all over that. She didn't go to New York City. So whether it's a conspiracy theory and they're holding her hostage or whether she used it as a diversion, she did not go to New York City. I refuse to believe that after everything that's been going on, whether she's in New York or Mexico, the paparazzi is going to see her out and about and they're going to go, you know what? Britney's been through enough. We're just going to leave her alone. Like that is not happening, you know? So I'm going to outline all of the theories and this is important because of what we're going to get to with Perez Hilton. I'm not saying that I believe any of these theories. I'm just going to tell you what's all out there. Fans, think that she could be dead. I'm just being 100% honest with you. And they believe believe her, you know, air quotes, public appearances are a cover-up. Some people think that Sam, her husband, was hired, air quotes, by her dad, Jamie Spears, and he's in on the controlling situation of Britney. There have been theories that she might be in a DV relationship with Sam. And I'm laying that all out there because then you get Perez Hilton who was very publicly critical of all of these people who are trying to figure out what's going on with Britney. You know, he was like, you guys are nuts. These conspiracy, these conspiracy theories are wild. And I agree. The one about her being dead, she's not dead. Like we would know if she was dead. He was very critical of people kind of snooping around. Then he gets on TikTok and he says, in the beginning, he changes his tune completely. He says, you know, in the beginning, I dismissed a lot of these theories as silly talk. However, I just spoke to a friend of mine, someone that he knows, someone that he trusts, someone that works in the industry that is a professional who's very plugged in. And he says they spoke about Brittany. And the friend shared with Perez what they claim is going on with her. And Perez says that he believes this person. He's like, I'm not going to repeat what the friend told me, but things are bad. He says, I've been tagged in all of the theory videos. And he says, not a single theory mentions what is actually going on. So he's saying fans have a reason to be concerned. Something is not right with Brittany, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. Um, he also says he thinks people would be surprised if they knew the truth or if they heard the truth and that 
he was surprised when he heard what he believes to be the truth. So then he does a live like a day or so later and he's answering people's questions. And, you know, there was like generic questions. Is she okay? And he's like, no. Someone's like, why bring it up if you're not going to give us any details? And he reiterates the fact that none of the conspiracy theories that he has seen has been right, that no one really knows what's going on. And he also says that it's bad for Brittany. He says, put your thinking caps on. What information that we know would be bad for Brittany if it got out there? Now, as Perez said, I put my thinking cap on. And of all the information we know, what could we conclude? And this is not me making an accusation, but this is where my thought process went with what he is saying. She was forced to be on all these different types of drugs all her life, that maybe now she could potentially be dealing with some sort of addiction. But I have a hard time believing that I would be the first person to say that. And Perez Hilton is like, none of you have it right. So I'm like, I know that I'm not the only person that thinks that could have potentially been a possibility, that could have been a theory. And he's like, no, that's not right. Here's the question that someone should ask Perez Hilton, who is spilling all this tea about Brittany, but not really saying anything. Is she safe? I don't really need to know the ins and outs of her everyday life. I don't need to know the intimate details of what's going on with her. Um, But if you're going to like milk this for what it's worth, and it kind of seems like he is, you should at least let people know if she's safe. If she needs help, if there's something that anybody else can do, right? I just don't love the way that he's leaving this open-ended for people to be worried about her. I mean, her diehard fans are super worried about her. I'm not even a diehard fan and I'm worried about her. There's theories that she's dead. There's theories that Sam is not who he says he is. And I think that It's all, it is all very hush hush, right? Like any other celebrity in the world, this would be all over every media outlet. What's going on here? But it's not. And I think that that is suspicious. So while I don't know what's going on with Britney, and and apparently no one really knows besides Perez Hilton, who refuses to tell us. I think he should tell the people if she's safe or not. He opened up the can of worms. Close it. Unless he wants people to keep coming back to his pages, which is what I think. Maybe we'll get him on the podcast. Maybe I'll maybe I'll sit down here and Diane Sawyer him and say, listen here, Perez Hilton. Is Britney safe? And that'll be the only question I ask him, and then he can go. Okay, third and final part this week's episode, we're going to talk about Harry and Meghan, my final thoughts, finished the last three episodes of their Netflix documentary, and we have some thoughts. I'm going to say part two was more interesting than part one. Six episodes in total, uh, about an hour each. I think it could have been like four episodes. Probably could have been a two-hour like documentary, but I got to say, after watching the second part, I still kind of hold the same opinion. Like, I don't worship the ground that Harry and Meghan walk on. I don't hate them. I am in the camp of letting them live their life the way that they 
want to. I said last time on the podcast that I think Harry was always looking for a way out. And I still believe that. I think anyone who was born into that kind of media scrutiny, always living your life under a microscope with no real choice in the matter, you're going to have resentment, especially when you consider the traumatic life experience that he had at a very young age. So the animosity is real. And I don't blame him for having it. I do not blame him at all for having it. It's got to be difficult for anyone to be with, uh, for anyone to deal with, I mean. And I still just believe that once he saw how Megan was being treated in the press, he was like, I am done with this. I've tried to give it chances. I've I've left and come back. I've left and gone to Africa for months and come back. I left and went to the military for 10 years and came back. It's never going to end. So because it's now affecting my wife and potentially my children in the future, we're out. Just like with Britney Spears, whatever they need to do to feel safe, physically, mentally, emotionally, like let them do it. I think though It's just a little naive of them to believe that it wouldn't be a media frenzy, all things considered, that the tabloids wouldn't run rampant. I'm not saying that what the tabloids did is right by any stretch of the imagination, and I'm glad Megan sued them, and I'm glad that she won because maybe it will, like, get them off her back a little bit. Um, I guess I'm just saying I'm not surprised by the way that it played out, and I don't think that they should be either. But like M said, Megan said, they should be able to have peace in their life. I do believe that. And if this is the route for them to find peace, like let this be it. Now, I will say I would love to hear Kate Williams' side of the story just to compare notes, you know? I would love that. I would love Kate and William to sit down and interview with Oprah. Do I think they ever will? No. No. I don't think that they will. But at the end of the day, family's family, man, and you only have one. And while I understand why Harry wouldn't want to be in such a suffocating life environment, it does make me sad, you know, that he's not talking to his brother, that he's not talking to his dad. Everyone's wondering what's going to happen with King Charles's coronation, which is going down in May. Um, will Harry and Meghan go? Should I do a prediction? I think they'll go. I think they'll be invited. I think they'll go, but I think it'll be awkward. And I don't think they'll talk to anybody while they're there. Did you know that they have a new docuseries coming out on Netflix? It's titled Live to Lead. It'll be about leaders, activists, and individuals who've made a difference in the world. According to the synopsis, the series features interviews with and about such notables as Judge Ruth Bader Ginsburg, climate change activist Greta Thunberg. Feminist activist Gloria Stenham and others. It drops December 31st. So it's an interview show. Stuff like this annoys me. When when did they become journalists? But it's not just them. It annoys me with every celebrity that does this. It annoys me with Kim Kardashian starting a true crime podcast. It annoys me a little bit with Chris Harrison starting a podcast. It's like, leave some career goals for the rest of us, commoners, 
Because, you know, if I start a Bachelor podcast, I'm not competing with Chris Harrison. Anyways, to me, when it, when it all boils down to Harry and Meghan, it seems like they want like a little cocktail mixture of royal life and Hollywood life. You get what I'm saying? It seems like they want a 21st century approach to royal duties. They don't just want to go out there and and wave, do the princess wave, and shake some hands, and walk back inside Windsor. They want Netflix deals. They still want to be charitable, but they want to do it in the 21st century. And however you want to perceive that, if you think it's gross, think it's gross. If you think it's great, think it's great. I don't know what I think about it. TBD. I'll watch the interview show and then I'll come back and tell you. Okay. There you go. There we have it. Another episode of MPT in the books. I know we hit our goal for ratings for the end of the year, but in case you haven't rated the show yet, please do so. Because like I said, I ain't going to compete with Chris Harrison. So I need all the five-star reviews that I can get. Don't forget the Patreon page, whether you want extra pop or a pop of batch, uh, $3 and $5 tier. So if you want extra content and that's for an entire month, it's like, you know, not a lot of money and it helps your dear friend Morgie create a career for herself because she's not Chris Harrison. Okay. I swear I'm done. I'm off the soapbox. Uh, the link is in the description. We'll see you back next week for the last show of the year, the last MPT of the year. And then I'm on the road to South Africa live in my Lion King dreams in the jungle. All right. See you later. Love you like a sis. A Huda Media Production.